0: On 31st of January this year, the Burman family of Delhi, the ones behind Dabur, decided enough is enough and chose to consolidate their position in Religare Enterprises, a non banking finance company that is into lending, stockbroking, and insurance, but has had a rather checkered past thanks to its former owners, the infamous Singh brothers, Malvinder and Shivinder, by raising their stake by 4% to cross the strategic 25% mark and triggered the open offer for an additional 26% of the company.
1: This basically indicates that the Murban family will now have to go ahead and make a mandatory open offer for acquiring at least... Another 26% stake within Religare Enterprises. Now, remember, in 25 September 2023, the Burman family had given a voluntary open offer to acquire up to 26% stake in the company at 235 rupees a share.
0: So, in one swoop, the Burmans converted their voluntary offer into a mandatory one, making it clear that they, already the largest shareholder of the shadow bank, wanted to tighten their grip further and run the show. Since September, this has been a roller coaster ride, a corporate takeover that has become a full-blown, all-out war between a doctor and the darbers. Throw in the board, a betting scam, Edie Sleuths and SEBI in the mix. Well if that is not enough, how about allegations of a complicit board Excessive compensation of the chairperson, shadow boxing, letter writings, PR campaigns, mudslinging in media, and you have a racy pot boiler, right?
2: So it is in November when the Burmans went to the SEBI and they complained against uh, Rashmi Saluja and they made allegations against her post that there have been FIRs which have been registered with the Mumbai police uh, which is uh, naming the Burmans as the accused so there are two sets of FIRs one FIR in which uh, they have been made an accused in a cricket uh, betting case where there is also allegation of match fixing and the second FIR which has been registered by a shareholder of Rally Gay where he has said that uh, the entire open offer which was made by the Burmans was, needs to be investigated and that uh, the money has been not rightly moved and the assets have been purchased out of that money.
0: Ah, so now it gets interesting and we have a new name, Dr. Rashmi Saluja, Executive Chairperson of Religare Enterprises. So if the Burmans are a set of key actors in this drama, so is Dr. Saluja who has been questioning their motives ever since the Burmans chose to hike their stake in the company last September, contesting their claims and even going to the extent of saying they're unfit and improper to run a financial services company like Religare that is highly regulated by multiple referees, from RBI to SEBI and even the insurance regulator IRDAI.
3: The independent directors wrote to the regulators and broadly they highlighted that religious ownership of companies primarily operated in regulated businesses, you know. And so they said that a party that is seeking to acquire the business ought to be scrutinized for the fit and proper criteria. The independent directors allege that Burmans are in material breach of regulatory obligations that may harm the firm. Why is
0: ReliGare Enterprises worth a controversy for the storied Burmans? While initially welcoming the Burmans as key shareholders, why did the ReliGare Board and Saluja change their tack within a month? What are the key allegations that both sides have made against each other? What is the role of the market regulator SEBI? And will this end up being a hostile takeover? Tons of questions and my ET colleague Kiran Somvanshi spoke with fellow ET journalist Rashmi Rajput, whom you heard first, and Reena Zakaria, who just explained the board's position to explain the brass tax. both of whom have been extensively reporting on this issue. Kiran also roped in Sriram Subramanian, Managing Director of proxy advisory firm Ingovern Research Services. To highlight the governance lapses in the company. It's Tuesday, the 6th of February, from the Economic Times. I'm your host, Aurijit Barman, and you're listening to the RallyGear roller coaster only on the morning brief. So, to understand what's happening today, we need to rewind all the way to 2018. That was when the Burman family first invested along with other investors around 150 odd crores and became a shareholder of Religair. This was after the erstwhile board was booted out and subsequently reconstituted by shareholders. A clutch of investors cumulatively put in 750 crores in all and saved the company from going into bankruptcy. For the Burmans, who've been on a diversification spree buying bankrupt battery maker EverReady to Masala Brands, financial services have always been another area of interest. They already had invested in insurance company Dabur Aviva Health Insurance. And so, with the sings in a soup, they saw a perfect investment opportunity opening up to turn around a broken religare. The following year, that is 2019, Dr. Rashmi Saluja joined the board as an independent director, only to become the non-executive chair in 2020 in the middle of COVID. But just after six months, she became the executive chairperson and reconstituted the board herself. Mind you, all this while the Burmans were still shareholders. Now the question is, who is this Dr. Rashmi Saluja? Here are some interesting facts. In 2019, she was the president of Indian Curling Federation, a sports body. She also happens to be the promoter of one Yogeshwar Dutt Wrestling Academy in Haryana. It's another matter. She's now mixed up in another kind of a wrestling bout altogether. But on a serious note, till 2019, Rashmi Saluja didn't have much to do with finance. Her CV says she is a doctor, has a degree in law and business administration and has worked with at least three hospitals in the national capital region. For example, Jessa Ram hospitals which in 2003 had signed a management contract with Fortis. The hospital chain the same infamous Singh brothers who are now in jail used to run before the law caught up with them. Saluja was also involved with Gangaram Hospital in Delhi, a premier healthcare facility. Now as she was rising the ranks in Religair, Saluja worked with the lenders to clean up the books of Religair Finvest, the NBFC arm through a one-time settlement to turn the company around. But to do that, the company needed more money and thus shareholders including Burmans, put in more money via multiple rounds of capital infusion and became the single largest shareholder. So far, so good. In fact, the Burmans and Saluja were cordial enough even in 2021 or 2022 when they were offered both seats but declined the offer. By mid-August of 2023, the Burmans hiked their stake further by another 7.5%. With a 21.5% block, they were the single largest shareholder group in the company and now asked for two board seats, but Saluja and the board, this time around, dug their heels in. Finally, all hell broke loose when last September, the Burmans announced their intent of a voluntary open offer at 235 rupees a share.
3: So, when the open offer was made by the Burman family, the board welcomed them. They didn't have enough time to process the whole information, the development that was happening. And then, probably, when they thought through the whole thing and they somehow felt that the Burman family is linked to the Singh brothers through the Radha Swami sect, they kind of felt that it is important to bring all these things to the notice of the regulator.
0: That's my colleague Rina Zachariah who covers SEBI.
3: So, in their letter, and I read and I quote from the letter, it says the company has been presented with such extraordinary adverse facts and allegations against the acquirers, that is, the Burman family, making it important to review its original objective and neutral position. The Burmans have denied all these allegations. Of course, when we asked Mr. Berman about this allegation of the board against them, he has refuted it. He said, there is nothing like that. I have nothing got to do with the Radha Swami sect or any such thing. Uh, You know, it is purely our money. And his view was a few years back when we acquired, you know, they have been acquiring in different phases, actually. So when we were acquiring our money was fine for them. Now suddenly, how come it has become tainted money? This is what he said. This is all for the board to kind of support whatever they are saying, for them to prove basically whatever they are claiming against the Burmans.
0: Hear it also from the horse's mouth. Mohit Burman, chairman of Dabar India, and the man who has been at the receiving end of a barrage of attacks by Saluja and the Relic Board.
4: We are focusing on an open offer. We believe that uh, everything is above board and uh, sooner than later, all the regulators will give us the uh, not to uh, to proceed and close mm. close the acquisition. If you look at our history, we've been associated with the company and helping the company in the difficult times. Mm. And now to cast us Persians, they're saying we're not fit and proper. All the time when, you, when they required money, then we were leading the mm. uh, rounds, mm. the investment rounds. So mm. at that time, they felt we were all right. Mm. But now after the open offer, which they accepted, which they put up a letter at the stock exchange saying that they welcome us and they will work with us uh, to the betterment of the company, suddenly they've changed their mind. The Burmans have cranked up the
0: heat on Saluja as the fight has gotten uglier.
4: Everything was fine until, you know, the chairperson needed to be voted back in. So, of course, at that time, she accepted the offer and said that, you know, she will help us in getting all the permissions as well as uh, helping us, uh, Mm. you know, navigate getting into the business and making us understand the business. As soon as we voted her back in, uh, now she's using all that against us. Mm. They
3: also alleged that, uh, you know, on October 28th, the Burmans told the board to examine Rashmi Saluja, the chairperson of Religare, to examine her trades prior to the open offer. Now, over here, what has exactly happened is they wrote first to the board. They didn't get any response. They said then on November 8th, They wrote to SEBI and to uh, stock exchanges saying that Saluja sold a portion of her personal holdings in the firm. Soon after meeting a representative of the Burmans who informed her of the intention to make an open offer to the public shareholders of the company to acquire control. Now, of course, Rashmi Saluja has refuted it, saying that, uh, you know, those were basically ESOPs.
0: Strangely enough, the whole board is backing Saluja. And that has got the Burmans fired up even more, who claim all directors, a majority of them, retired Babus, may be independent in their posts, but were handpicked by Saluja herself and thereby owe their allegiance more to her and less to the minority shareholders and the company.
3: So in their letter, the independent directors have said that the Berman group is involved in various frauds and financial improprieties which are being investigated by various statutory authorities. So in that sense, this is a very rare case. Usually, what happens is there is a dissent that happens. You know, probably at least one person in the board probably may dissent. But in this case, it's a six-member board, excluding the executive chairperson, Dr. Rashmi Saluja. The rest five board members, which are all independent directors, all of them have unanimously kind of agreed on this and written to the regulator, you know, seeking their intervention. Now, when independent direct you know make allegations it's never seen lightly Uh, it has to be examined in that context as well because we must also understand really because of really history the way the company has kind of you know overcome all its obstacles and the way it is functioning today in that context the company has really done well paid off all the dues and stuff like that so in that context they are concerned about protecting the uh, company from any any sort of disturbance coming in at this point in time.
0: Now, when you have a cat fight like this,
3: can the stock market regulator be far behind? In December, SEBI basically wrote to relegate. Really you know, they have sought details, the sequence of events, starting from the time of first discussion regarding the open of a transaction the stock exchange announcement was made which was on september 25th 2023 it also sought personal and official details of all peoples involved in the discussions along with documentary evidences so sebi has written to the rally board and they have asked for all these information I'm sure by this time, Religair would have responded to Sebi's query because these are all time-bound. You know, they've also asked for all trading activities. This is basically on the allegations made by the Burmans. Now, Sebi is not just looking into the allegations made by the Religair board, but also it is examining the allegations made by Burmans against Saluja on the shares she sold based on inside information.
0: But had it been just the financial regulators like the RBI or SEBI looking into the matter, it would have been one thing. Enter the cops and even the Enforcement Directorate.
2: The Enforcement Directorate has come into the picture with the conductor a raid recently and they are again investigating the promoters, the erstwhile promoters role. So at that time when the raids happened the Relegate group they issued a press release saying that it was them they had written to the enforcement directorate asking them to expedite the probe. And this again coming at the same time when this entire tussle takeover is happening. And uh, they had asked the ED to investigate further. So you had ED raiding, carrying out raids at nine different locations in the capital. So all this has happened at the time when, you know, the first complaint was made to SEBI and then it was followed up. So you you see that, you know, the complaint has happened uh, and then the FIRs have happened and the EDs also has come into picture.
0: Rashmi tracks the investigative agencies. But the natural question that we had for her was, what's
2: ED got to do in a boardroom bout? So the ED was already probing a matter connected to Mahadev app which is about this illegal betting, also money being given to politicians, allegations of a police, political nexus. So that is something that the ED is already investigating. Now there was a fresh complaint which was made by a resident of Matunga in Mumbai. And he claimed that in this particular matter, there's also allegations of match-fixing and that there were certain matches IPL matches in 2023 that were fixed He has named certain bookies And he claimed that these bookies were close to the Burmans And these allegations were written in the FIR Which was registered with the Mumbai police
0: Jesus From a shadow bank to a bookie and betting From mandatory open offers to Mahadev app This is some Tom Clancy or John Grisham gold Needless to add the Burmans have rubbished all these claims as well.
2: But even today as we speak, the FIR was registered in November 2023. We are in January and so far the Burmans have not been summoned in the case. And if you also see the Burmans have from the very beginning rejected all the allegations that have been made by the relegate group. So all the allegations are at very nascent stage. But as I said that the entire timing of it is yeah, yeah. very interesting.
0: But in all this power struggle, who is suffering the most? Minority shareholders like you and me, or institutional shareholders like Motilal Oswal, Plutus Wealth Management, or HIs like Ashish Dhawan. The ReliGay stock is now 16% down from the highs of September 2023, when the Burmans first announced their intent to launch the open offer to acquire additional shares from the public. The open offer has been delayed by over a month. Ideally, the shares would have been tendered by now and money exchanged as per the original timelines. If you believe the markets are genuinely democratic, then the shareholders would have either accepted the Burman family's offer price or rejected them, but not gotten caught in the corporate or regulatory crosshairs like this. The Competition Commission has approved the Burman's bid to launch their offer. But RBIs, SEBI's, and IRDAs nod are still awaited. So we asked Sriram Subramanian, Managing Director of Proxy Advisory
1: Firm in Gavan Research Services, what's going on? So it is not clear as to what is the reason the board is opposing. And that when we started digging, we figured out that probably it could be because the chairperson which is dr rashmi saluja her interest her shareholding in the company has increased phenomenally her reward structure in that sense is totally tilted towards esops which have been granted in the last one or two years and these are sort of i would say the numbers are of course very high and shareholders uh, have approved some of these, shareholders have not approved some of these. And so that's the reason the transparency of the rewards that were given to Dr. Rashmi Solujo was not out there. Shriram
0: turns our attention to one of the key subsidiaries, Care Health Insurance.
1: One of the material subsidiaries of Railcare is Care Health Insurance uh, Limited. It's a public limited company, but it is an unlisted company. Trelliger has 65%, 67% of the shareholding. The rest is held by a private equity capital. The compensation, the ESOPs issued by Care, Firstly, current value was 250 crores, one. Two is the ESOPs were issued at a much lower price than what was even the rights issue in that year, which was subscribed to by ReliGare at 110 rupees per share. Whereas these ESOPs were issued at an exercise price of about 20 rupees. So you can see that when you have issued shares at 110 rupees, uh, you are valuing the ESOPs and the exercise price is 20 rupees. So that impact of the valuation is on the P&L of care. And this is coming out of the effectively the pockets of ReliGare enterprises' shareholders because at the end of the day, 67% of care is held by ReliGare.
0: A compensation paid to any non-executive director required the regulator to give the green signal if the amount crosses
1: 10 lakh rupees. Care had approached IRDA for a approval. And before IRDA could approve, Care actually went ahead and said that, look, uh, there is no need for... IRDA approval, because as per SEBI LODR, one can issue ESOPs to employees of holding company. So they sought legal opinion, which is correct, actually. In a situation which is a non-insurance company, where only SEBI approval is required or SEBI guidelines apply, any company could have gone and issued ESOPs to the employee of the holding company. And that's what CARE has done. But they are also governed by IRDA regulations. Exactly. Here is it? also governed by IRDA regulations. And they had themselves gone and sought approval from IRDA. But yet they said that the IRDA regulations are inconsequential or not required. They went ahead and issued these ESOPs to Rafmi solution Subsequently, right. IRDA rejected. Okay, because the application was already in the ball of IRDA, IRDA rejected the issue of. ESOPS. What yeah. should CARE have done? It should have read the ESOPs, but they did not do it. If you see in the annual report of Religare, it is not clear. It is not clear mm. that the ESOPs were issued to Dr. Rasmi Saluja. So, even from a transparency perspective, it looks like the company deliberately tried to hide the fact that such a large amount of ESOPs were issued by CARE to Dr. Saluja. Right. Uh, ESOPs by care should also be approved by the shareholders of Relicare because at the end of the day, it's a huge amount for the shareholders of Relicare to just let go because it is their wealth also.
0: So irrespective of the turnaround, under Saluja, Shri Ram feels such ESOPs cannot be justified
1: because at the end of the day she was already paid compensation over the past uh, few years and uh, this ESOPs is coming now for what will be the future right ESOPs are vested over two three more years so from that perspective it may not be fully justified but it is not so much the fact that ESOPs are given or not given the manner in which it is given is what is in question it's not equitable to all executives and all directors and the like, and uh, only one director is taking so much, I would say, wealth in that sense.
0: Is this then becoming yet another case where minority investors, for whose benefit the board of
1: directors gets constituted in the first place, are being shortchanged by their custodians? Many a time, uh, the independent directors don't have independent thinking. They usually have eating uh, cashews in the boardroom and beyond that. They are usually yes-men and yes women. They nod their head what the brute force or uh, the key stakeholder says. And this we have seen time and again. It has happened now also in the case of Z. The independent directors and uh, board doesn't seem to be hacked in the interest of the company at large, but largely in the interest of the promoter.
0: So the SEBI is bound to come in and probe carefully, even though a considerable time has lapsed.
1: The reason why SEBI is taking such a long time as far as I know, in the past also, whenever a open offer is made, it's largely procedural in nature. SEBI cannot rule on the open offer price because it's a predetermined, a market-determined price of the open offer, uh, the minimum open offer price, that is. So the acquirer, person who is making the open offer can always uh, make open offer at a higher price. So at the end of the day, the opposition Two, what is a procedural thing which is laid out in the SAST regulations? I am not sure as to why SEBI is in the first place taking a lot of time. Obviously, the Burmans were waiting for the CCA approval which has come. So, from that perspective, I think the open offer should now take place seamlessly.
0: But the allegations level against the Burmans are serious. So that further complicates the matter.
1: See, it's not clear as to what is the basis on which are the allegations. As far as external people are concerned, you and me, uh, the Burmans are a well-known business group. They have held uh, insurance stakes in insurance companies, financial services companies, NBFCs, etc. And uh, you know, many of these are large companies. So from that perspective, even in financial services, they have held shareholding in the past and nobody has objected to it. So, unless they have provided some documentary evidence to uh, the regulators, just saying they are not written proper, they are not, the source of funding is unclear, which not apparent to us, it's not clear as to the reason why they are opposing.
0: My take. ReliGare was once run by Malvinder and Shivinder Mohan Singh, both of whom are in jail. Whatever they had touched, has turned toxic. Sadly, shareholders of their hospital chain Fortis are also stuck even after five years with no open offer in sight from Malaysia's IHH, which acquired about a third of Fortis in 2018 to become its largest shareholder via a board-run auction process, pending a ruling of the apex court we just cannot afford a repeat. As Sriram told us, as of now, minority shareholders have been silent spectators to this battle and they're hoping that the outcome will be good for the company. We certainly hope that as well. A quick mention, we had reached out to the Burmans as well as the management of Religair and Rashmi Saluja. All of them declined to participate as the matter continues to be contentious. Well, with that, it's a wrap from us. Hope you enjoyed the episode. This episode was brought to you by sound designers Rajas Nayak and Injaneel Bhattacharji, and producer Surohini Jain. Executive producers Anupriya Nair, Anirban choudhury and yours truly. Thank you for listening. And if you like this episode, do spread the word and share on social media. All new episodes of the Morning Brief podcast drops every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Friday. It streams on Amazon Prime Music, Jio Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And of course, ET's own audio platform, ET Play. Have a great week ahead. Till then, goodbye and good luck. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.